Would you ever tell a chef how to cook? How did the Chicago Cubs and the Houston Astros break their decades-long losing streaks? And what causes physician burnout anyway? Welcome to the Transformative Healthcare Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Chobatar. I serve as publisher and editor-in-chief of Advent Health Press. We're trying something a bit different with this series. Often we create podcasts after a book is released, but this time we're going to share the book's concepts before they're published as a work in progress. Our authors are Dr. Jeffrey Kuhlman, Senior Vice President and Chief Quality and Safety Officer for Advent Health Orlando, and Daniel Peach, Director of Clinical Transformation at Advent Health Orlando. Today's episode is entitled, Synthetical Thinking, Our Most Powerful Tool. Now let's join Jeffrey Kuhlman and Daniel Peach as they discuss baseball, chefs, and physician burnout. So, it's fall time. Fall time is baseball, um, the boys of summer. Um, I think back to my childhood, and my childhood involves, uh, like most American kids, baseball cards in the... uh, uh, back in the 1900s. So baseball cards, they have pretty picture of the player, the team, glossy, and you collect different ones from the uh, the set of 660 or so. But if you flip them over, on the back, they have statistics. So they have the statistics of uh, every season that that player has played, including the, the last one. Um, so there's some people that are interested in the statistics on the back, and baseball is a tradition of uh, statistics, numbers that transcend time, transcend generations. Uh, when you're talking the language of, of baseball, uh, you talk uh, ethereal numbers, 714 home runs, 755 home runs, um, a 300 hitter, 300 strikeouts, 3,000 hits. I think all of this is probably Greek to you from the other side of the pond. Yeah, it's it's completely different. It's yeah. In cricket, you keep a load of statistics, and it's only to prove that at the end of the game it was a draw. Yeah. So. so the statistics, they look good on a baseball card. They don't capture um, some of the, um, the less flashy value of a player. They don't capture um, the walks, which increase your on-base percentage or your hit-by-pitch, your fielding range, your throwing arm. They don't capture your ability to put the ball in play and move um, move runners along or do that hit um, hit and run. They don't capture the, uh, the, the more uh, broad picture of a pitcher of their um, walk-to-strikeout ratio or their walks and hits allowed per inning. And it doesn't really tell you if the player is a good teammate. Right. And baseball is very much a team sport. So baseball statistics are a prime example of analytical thinking. And analytical thinking is um, taking one aspect and scrutinizing the death out of it and then drawing all kinds of conclusion. And so in baseball, if you just said, you know, the most important thing is your batting average. So we're going to get the 10 best um, batting averages and work them through a lineup, and that's uh, you know that's what the uh, the administration says, and that's what we're going to go with. So the translation and that that team would fail miserably because they don't have all the other uh, parts of it that that are important. Um, so in healthcare, 
it's the same thing, is most of healthcare does analytical thinking. Right. Um, so in the, in the very complex process of taking care of a patient, we focus on one isolated set of statistics, of metrics, of accountabilities. We pull that out in isolation and we say, this is what we need to fix on, fix uh, compared to everything else. So for example, if it's readmissions, we focus on just readmissions um, back to the hospital within 30 days and we don't look at the broader picture of well, if you actually have a worse mortality rate, you have a better readmission rate right. because they don't get readmitted. But that's not best for the uh, for the patient or for um, healthcare. So analytical thinking is, you know, it just becomes easy to lean on data because that's that's kind of what you have. Right. It's just the basic on the back of the card as opposed to all right. of the nitty gritty as far as what's going on in the deeper end of of healthcare. Right, exactly. So the back of the card in healthcare is the data that you get from the electronic medical record. Right. So the electronic medical record, you know, in the past couple decades has risen in importance to physicians, the use by physicians and the um, uh, the analytical ability by uh, administration and data analysts. So it's more than a medical record. It's it's almost more of a financial record now, an electronic financial record that doesn't doesn't look at what you're actually doing with the patient, but so much as the processes and those, the league standings and how many swings right. that you've taken. Right. It's than... very much the statistics, but what's lost in the um, the scrutiny of of analytics um, is you lose the the relationships. Right. Um, and uh, with that, there could be different ways of thinking that helps um, that helps look at, look at a um, at a at a problem I think we know much has been published there's books published about physician burnout yep. where half of the physicians that are practicing today uh, meet the definition of, uh, of of burnout in the in their job that they're doing and I think more with with the newer physicians that are coming on board it's happening a lot faster than it did before. And I think there's a lot of a lot of documentation of how that's linked to those trying to reach those analytical stages that are being pushed on from the medical records. Right. And, and they didn't they didn't learn to practice medicine to have good statistics. No. They learned to save patients, be part of a winning effort. And so I think we have to kind of go back to the different types of thinking. Uh, there's there's a paradigm changing book, again a couple of decades ago, uh, the art of thinking by Doctors Harrison and Branson, and they lay out the different the five types of thinking: the uh, the analyst yep. or analytical thinking, which is um, is overwhelming. You know, the number one of the five different types of how Americans in general and how uh, healthcare uh, people think: um, the realist, uh, the uh, idealist, um, and then the pragmatist. The pragmatist of okay, what can we do that you know practically makes it happen. So the fifth, which I think is by far the most powerful, is what I would call synthetical thinking. And I think that, that you're right. And, and that's the one where there is a, a smaller percentage of people that, that tend to work on that way. But it, it takes that broader spectrum. 
it takes the information from the back of the baseball card and then spreads out with everything else that's there. And it, it brings together an indefinite number of different factors that are there. So looks at all of that experience, that history, um, what you can see, what you can do, bringing back that data and the feedback and the whole environment. Yeah. And um, that is all brought together in one to help solve a particular problem. It's it's like a, a huge cloud of information that you're bringing in and you bring it in from the ether. And when you do that, it allows you to bring those ideas presented to um, in a whole process. Um, and then you take that together and then upload it to get that, that general information that's there. So it, it's a lot... Um, a lot broader base to work from rather than just looking at the back of that card. Yeah. It takes all of those walks. It takes all of that other information into So synthetical thinking in healthcare, I think the prime example is it's what a doctor does every day. A patient comes in, they take the disparate information, they put it together into one diagnosis. So they, they take um, um, the verbal history. They take the written history. They take other history from family members or other people involved in the care. They do the physical exam that gives them clues or confirms what they are already thinking about. They do diagnostic tests, whether it's blood tests, whether it's imaging, whether it's uh, diagnostic procedures. And all of that, they put it together in their working diagnosis, and we actually call it the differential diagnosis. So here's, here's what we think that it is based on the, the disparate information we put together, synthetical thinking, and then here are the alternatives that we're either um, ruling out or ruling in as, as we progress a little bit more. You're, you're, you're right. You're, you're weaving together the, um, the mind, body, and spirit, and, and it, it brings back the ability to be a good physician, um, being able to... Um, to link all of those parties together rather than just looking at the individual parts. And, and we know that if you, if you take an analytical approach, you, you look at one problem at a time, you deal with that. From that synthetical outlook, what you're trying to do is look at the big picture. And medicine is about the big picture. Unfortunately, patients tend not to do exactly as they're supposed to, as it says in the textbook. And so there's got to be that, that wealth of experience as well as what you've read, what you've done. And it links back as well to what we talked about in earlier chapters of let's listen to the patient. Let's bring that information together. You see it every day, every time you go to your favorite restaurant and you look at, say, the chef that's in there. And there's different ways that a chef can prepare food. You can deliver a recipe to them and make them stick to it absolutely perfectly each way through and you'll come out with a result but that doesn't make it your favorite restaurant your favorite restaurant is the one where you'll give the chef the ingredients and say look we need something brilliant to come out of this and they start to look at the customer base that's out there they look they smell they taste they look at the ingredients that are there bring those together and put some of that that love and warmth into it. And out of that comes that amazing dish that you would never experience anywhere else. And it's the same with healthcare. We can give those recipes and throw them down and say, okay, you need to stick to this each way. But unless we bring in that gestalt, unless we bring in that personality that there is with each of those physicians and the nursing staff and everyone else that's there, we're not gonna accomplish what's really necessary in medicine. And that's about treating each individual person. 
but don't just treat them from the analytics that are there. Look at that broader spectrum. Look at the socioeconomic factors that are involved in there. Look at the condition that patient has. Look at the experience they've gone through and link that with the physician and the, the care staff that are there to start to bring out that total solution that's necessary. Yeah, so it sounds just like in healthcare, the top chefs, they say, oh, I don't follow a recipe. Okay, well, tell us how you make this dish. And then they go, um, they all say the same thing. I use these five ingredients and I put them together in different ways with some variation and usually dependent upon the different variables for that day and how they're feeling and based on their experience of what happened before. But the synthetical thinking of putting together the disparate parts and then you come up with the outcome. And, and that's exactly what we try to do. That's how we help to create that pathway model. It's individual care, patient by patient. And we bring together in that, that algorithm that can help to, to drive that forward. But more importantly, it can be adjusted to suit each individual patient and each patient doctor, patient nurse interaction that goes on. And it allows that flexibility. And allows that iterative process of learning in every touch that you have and getting more and more information out of that. So, so it sounds like the pathway is, it's an algorithm. Yeah. And what we found that if, um, if your um, Italian great aunt makes a dish and it's a family secret, it gets lost when you lose your aunt. Yeah. But they never do. But if they do, if they write it down, then it's passed on to other generations. And it never quite takes this taste the same as when she made it. And what you realize is that she did it a little bit different every time, but she followed this, the same um, algorithm in her head. So sometimes you have, to, you have to actually do it with her to learn the different uh, experience calculations and the different decision points that she's made. Yes. So the pathway for healthcare is uh, you take the references, the information, the recipe or guidelines from, from others. You take your coalition that provides the care every day, is in the kitchen every day, and write it out in a consensus-written algorithm. Uh, you'll find most will follow it, and then if they deviate from that, then there's it'll be for different um, individual patient uh, variations. Yeah, uh, and um, I, I think by bringing that all together, we, we come out with, I'll never say the perfect dish, but we come out with a dish that can be, can be altered to suit. And it, it goes back to, I mean, we've, we've used a lot of analogies that are there, but that's the real life experience that's there. And, and often with medicine, we try to isolate and we don't utilize all of those experiences. And the sports analogy with the, with the baseball cards is a prime example from that, that thinking process. And, and how we should progress on. Right. Well, since we're back to baseball, the goal of, of sports, the goal of, of baseball is not to compile the best individual statistics yep. or not even the best team statistics. This season in baseball, there's lots of hoopla about um, home runs at an all-time record. But that's not the goal of baseball. That's, that's interesting. And there's sports analysts that hone in on that but what they should be talking about is winning yeah so in sports the answer is winning i would say in healthcare, 
Um, it is what's doing what's best for the patient. It is taking care of them in, in, in the best way possible. Um, and winning is uh, restoring them back to their uh, function, keeping them in a uh, healthy quality of life now and in the future. Um, so it's not, it's that, it's the winning culture. It's not um, individual statistics. Um, no, uh, and y you're right. The, the winning is a different element with, with medicine. It's about getting the right person at the right place in the right time. And, uh, and making sure that we do look at those, those analytics, making sure that we do count the numbers, because that helps you to focus. That helps you to give direction to where you should be. But don't think about one data point. Look at that from the broad spectrum. Think synthetically there. And, you know, if it, again, if you look at how, you, how your batsmen are swinging at, at how your pitchers are putting the ball down, then that'll start to spread it wider and you, you can look at the whole team. I think that baseball, they, use, they, they do a lot of that. They bring it together in, into one pot. And although the, the back of the card show you certain things, the people that drive the teams forward look at that whole broader spectrum. Yeah. Well, in, in the past decade, we've seen the old guard upended yeah. of, the, of the leaders. We've seen um, millennial general manager who sometimes doesn't shave yet, but they, they rely upon synthetical thinking. So the rise of sabermetrics, um, evaluation from scouts, intangible with the... Uh, with the player talents, um, they call it the process, let the process work, where they have solid, young, everyday players that have multiple tools along with uh, experienced pitching. And so you've seen the Boston Red Sox, who hadn't run it, won a championship in 80 years, um, win a couple and return to, um, uh, to, to winning ways. And you've seen the same approach with the Cubs, who hadn't won um, in over a hundred years, so the same process. Same thing with uh, the Houston Astros, and there'll be other teams that had had never won before. But by using the synthetical approach, they don't rely on just outdated, irrelevant, interesting hmm. statistics that are kind of legacy. But they rely on synthetical thinking, putting the disparate um, information together, and. What they've done is they've built, a, they've doubled down on culture. What are the values, values, Absolutely. practices, and behaviors, and working as a team. And the result is uh, they may not have the, the greatest individual statistics, but they all have championships and they have created a winning culture. If they can do that in baseball, we can do that in healthcare. That concludes this episode of Transformative Healthcare, a limited edition 14-part podcast series. I've been your host, Todd Chobatar. To discover other great resources to help you feel whole in mind, body, and spirit, please visit us at adventhealthpress.com. While you're there, remember to sign up for our free newsletter that includes healthy living tips, leadership wisdom, and regular giveaways. Tune in for our next episode where Jeffrey Coleman and Daniel Peach will be discussing an international counterfeiting ring, how to create sustainable change, and frontline empowerment. Thanks for joining us.